Thanks, Charlene. That was really good. We have good music talent here. You know that? I don't know if you knew that. But we do. A um, couple announcements, and, and then we'll get uh, rolling here. First off, today is a little bit different, and we'll, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more as we go. Uh, but it's a, kind of a, a sharing Sunday in that we're going to hear from uh, just a lot of the different activities and, and ministries um, instead of kind of the traditional sermon. Uh, one of my um, mentors and, and co-workers and a good friend of mine in Abbotsford, a guy by the name of Steve Clausen, one of his favorite questions that he always liked to ask was, what is God doing and how am I responding? So just, you know, in life and trying to figure out what the future holds and ministry and vision and direction of church. I mean, it just fits in so many ways. But very simply, what is God doing and then how am I responding? And today kind of loosely follows that format. The first part, we're just going to spend some time going, hey, what is God doing? And so we're going to hear from kind of some of the different ministries and things that are happening in the church or in the conference. And then at, then at the end, talk just a little bit about different ways to be involved and, and to get plugged in and, and different ways that we can respond. So that's a little bit of our, our format today, just to let you know. A um, couple other announcements. The MCC Tanner starts tomorrow. This is a fast, fantastic thing. If, if you're not familiar with it, they have this massive semi-truck. It goes all over the country. They can a lot a lot, a lot of meat. Uh, it used to be beef back in the day, now it's turkey. That starts tomorrow at 5.30 a.m., and it goes till Wednesday at 10 p.m. Uh, if you have some questions, talk to Dale Gerson on that, and he'll get you, um, yeah, he'll answer any and all questions you have as it pertains to MCC Canner. And maybe life, too, I don't know. Uh, ask broadly. Um, Christmas decorating is today. Uh, we're going to start that at 5 o'clock. We'll have pizza and some good Christmas music uh, blaring over some speakers somewhere. Um, I've asked Pat Goosen to give some, some leadership for this area in here, uh, and then uh, Jane to, to give some leadership for the rest of the facility. So 5 o'clock, show up, and then we'll just order as much pizza as we need so that uh, everyone's happy and, and we're all good. Uh, no Wednesday night activities. Uh, this Thanksgiving. Uh, Wednesday, we're closed for Thanksgiving. Closed, I don't know, maybe that's not the right word. Um, and the other thing that I would draw your attention to um, is that the, the conference is doing a neat deal on December 1st. It's, you know, so there's kind of this, the Black Friday shopping, and then this is turned into, I don't know, Saturday and Sunday have something, and then there's a Cyber Monday and that kind of thing. And so the conference started something called Giving Tuesday, where they just encourage people to do an online donation uh, on Tuesday. And then they put that money towards church plans. Well, last year they raised over $50,000, which will fund a good part of a church plan. So in essence, last year on Giving Tuesday, they pretty much financed a church plan. And uh, so obviously they're wanting to do it again. And so I think there's some information in your bulletin. We have some more information in the office, but just to make you aware of that, that um, that's kind of a neat opportunity that, that's available. I think that's about it for, for now, for announcements, so let's pray, and then we need to sing, because that's more fun than announcements. Heavenly Father, thank you for a good day. God, as we just celebrate a time of worship, and of saying, God, how are you moving and working amongst us? Lord, 
I pray that, that this morning that, that you would elicit praise and, and worship. Um, Father, that we would give you the praise and worship that, that do. Uh, Lord, as we worship the music and the story, Lord, um, that you would receive the credit for, your, for being who you are, for being glorious, holy, and beautiful. We love you, Lord. Amen. The cover on the bulletin this morning reads, I will praise God's name in song.
God, I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. We We give thanks thanks to you, you, O God. We We give give thanks.
and just worship you because you are good and you are holy and you are deserving of praise. show that to us, that we would be able to make amends, repent of our wrongdoing.
get ready to share or hear from sharing there's kind of an important thing that i want you to keep in mind on this and that is that as we go through this especially for this first part i really want you to to kind of understand this or view this as a worship service worship is a powerful word but typically when we talk about worship we tend to confine it to music or a particular musical style of worship and while music is one expression of worship i do believe that there are lots of other ways that that we can worship and i think one of the powerful ways that we worship actually is in story so much so that i mean there are there are stories either in your life or that you've heard about or or that you've encountered where when you share that story with a person it actually stirs up praise and worship in the heart of the listener I mean, maybe if they're musical, then they, you know, they sing as well, too. But for the most part, it's just it's an internal worship, right? And in fact, if you, if you kind of carry this thought out to its conclusion, there are stories in your life where if you don't share them, then it actually robs God of his deserved praise. Your silence on certain stories kind of robs God of praise that he should have been, that he should have received. So stories are are very powerful. And so uh, this morning as as we go through, we're going to hear from about a dozen different people covering all different manners of stuff of what's happening in the church. And um, some I've asked to share for one to two minutes. Some I've asked to share for five to seven minutes. I really don't know how long any of them are going to share. I'm hoping we're done before lunch. Um, it's a bit of a wild card when you give 12 people the mic. Uh, and um, maybe we should have a guy in the back with like cue cards or a countdown clock or something. Um, so, and these are, I mean, there's lots more going on in the church. I, I'm sure I've missed somebody or something. My apologies in advance. We'll talk to me. We'll get you in sometime. Um, but as we go through this first part, I just really encourage you to, to, to say, this is a worship time. This is a worship service. And 
And hopefully this isn't too awkward, but I would actually ask that after each person shares, that we would clap or that we would applaud. Not in honor of the person, but as just a way to acknowledge and even to remind ourselves, God is doing something awesome and we, and we, we worship God in that. And so I invite you after each person to, to just clap or applaud a little bit as a form of, of prayer, or, or, or I'm sorry, as, as a form of, of worship, I think is the right word. Um, we are, Dean and Loretta are up first. You guys can, can start coming forward. And then we're, uh, the, the people have a list on, on who's going to share. So we're going to hear from about a dozen different people, and then I'll, I'll wrap things up at the end, and then we'll be done. So, amen. Here we go. Dean and I have a unique way of sharing together. He tells me what to say, and then I sit up and say it. Not really. But uh, we're, we're sharing about uh, this is my story. It was We attended a conference. It was a conference for seniors, but you would never have known that by the enthusiasm in the group. These were not people ending a journey. These were people on the journey, and we had a wonderful and marvelous time. Uh, the conference was called Celebrate 2015, This Is My Story, and it was hosted by the Indy Foundation, and the event was held October 2 through 4 in, of this year in Overland Park, Kansas at the Sheraton Hotel. But for us, it began much earlier. I think it was maybe, I kind of remember being in the field and sitting in a pickup and trying to do a conference call already, so it could have been close to a year that the planning began. We were on an advisory committee that worked together with the Indy Foundation. Uh, we worked together, we chose a theme, we started to plan the events that would take place during this two and a half day event. <coughs> so the theme was celebrate 2015, this is my story. And the goal was that we who attended would celebrate God's story, that we would be encouraged and we would understand the power of story in our own lives, and then that we would tell these stories that we could influence, encourage, and encourage others. Uh, John and Helen attended, and I see them smiling. I hope that I hit on some major points that you might agree with. There were 172 of us representing 38 congregations. These came from Canada and 10 of the states that attended the conference. We were enthusiastic and energized and very pleased with the event. There were many compliments to the MB Foundation for the wonderful job they did of hosting. Uh, there was some concern about, you know, when these people come from California, what can we offer them in Kansas? Uh, the Sheraton Hotel was marvelous. It was a wonderful venue for the event. Uh, <coughs> the lodging, the services, the food was just superb. And again, the MB Foundation brought their staff and did a wonderful job of hosting us and keeping us all in line. Uh, one of the wonderful features was our name tags. The schedule was on the back of them. And so you never had to worry where you laid your stuff down. You always know what was, knew what was coming next. The keynote speaker was Dr. Don Argue, and he had formerly been the president of the National Association of Evangelicals. Through biblical observations and stories, he told of what God has done and continues to do in the lives of people. Dr. Argue shared of the amazing things God is doing around the world. And, for example, these statistics were just lodged in my mind after the event. Every day, 30,000 people in China become Christians. In Africa, 25,000 every day. In South America, there are 10,000 new believers every day. And
And I understand now why the Lord is caring. Can you imagine how many people are coming into the kingdom daily as, as we continue our regular normal lives? Then several individuals shared their stories as to how God had moved in their lives. One was a couple whose son, through a serious illness, had become addicted to prescription drugs. Uh, uh, Dr. Argy's wife shared of an illness that she had had and how God had worked through that and was touched by a lady named Linda from Oklahoma. She started a ministry called Moccasin Children while she was in her mid-60s. And a, a great takeaway from her story was this line. She commented that, you have already been prepared for what God wants you to do. We enjoyed singing and worshiping, and yes, we sang. This is my story. <laughs> Regularly, uh, David Martins was the, the leader, and he said, my, it's wonderful to hear people singing back to you. Uh, so we had a wonderful time celebrating. We celebrated communion together. We had breakout sessions, and we had entertainment. Friday evening, the musical group, the Ball Brothers, presented a concert, and if you ever have an opportunity to hear them, please do that. The evening was filled with laughter, tight four-part harmony, something that we all love, and inspiration. And then Saturday evening, we had a comedian, Tim, Tim Kington was his name, and he had us laughing and listening as he shared uh, his story. And of course, all of his stories contained a great deal of humor. To end this, I want to share one of the stories. We're telling stories, so I'm going to tell one of the stories that we heard, and this was one that our speaker, Dr. Don Argy, shared with us. During Bill Clinton's term as president, God had convicted Dr. Argy that he should pray for him. And he wondered why. He said, I don't like the guy. I didn't vote for him. Why is God asking me to pray for him? But he began to do that. And this was the beginning of a journey that would greatly impact the Christians in China. He had been invited to say a prayer at a Washington event. And in the middle of his scripted prayer, he said he was very cautious about it and had decided he would just pray a scripture passage that couldn't offend anybody. But in the middle of it, he felt a strong conviction to pray for Hillary Clinton. Uh, three times he asked God to protect her at that very moment. Sometime later, he was contacted by the White House and was asked if that part of the prayer was in his script. He said no, but that he had felt an urgent need to pray for her. He was told then that at that very moment, Mrs. Clinton was being driven from an event in China to the airport. There were threats on her life, and during the time of leaving the event and arriving at the airport, guaranteeing her safety was difficult. This began kind of a relationship, and subsequently Dr. Argue was, in, uh, was appointed by President Clinton, together with a rabbi and a priest, to travel to China to meet with the Chinese president to advocate for Christian freedom in that country. Uh, he took a suitcase of Bibles along and handed them out, but he had one left. And as they were going to meet the uh, president on impulse, he ran back up to his room grabbed that Bible and took it with him. During that conversation with the president of China, he had an opportunity to give him the Bible. The Chinese president said, I don't understand your Bible. And Dr. Argue said, you know, the Bible's divided into two sections, Old Testament and New Testament. Don't start in Genesis. Read John. And he emphasized that, read John. The president accepted the Bible, and with the Bible and the cross on the front showing, a photograph was taken. Uh, and as he left, the president looked at him and he said, read John. You know, he had caught that, that that was important. Uh, what happened as a result of that, uh, we really don't know. But this photograph appeared in newspapers all over China. 
Now, years and years later, the Chinese president was in the United States, and he had brought along an interpreter, and during that time, she found a way and managed to contact Dr. Argue. She wanted to let him know how this picture had greatly encouraged the Chinese Christians throughout her country. Uh, it was just, uh, it sent a message to them as they saw that message in their newspapers, and she wanted him to know how much that little act, plus the photograph was the key to uh, how that had, had spread all over China. Dr. Argue gave us two different bookmarks throughout the, the uh, session. The first one said to be ready for the surprises of Jesus, and the second one was Second Chronicles 26.5. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Celebrate 2015 was a great event, and we all left with this goal, to seek the Lord and to be ready for the surprises of Jesus. month I've been thinking a lot of things that I've been grateful for because it's the month of Thanksgiving and among many other things I've been very thankful for our Wednesday night programs and activities had a lot of moms in the community that I know say oh I wish we had supper on Wednesday night too and so it's just a great thing for families to come and know that your kids are going to get fed well and they get to go to classes with great teachers and um, learn about Jesus so when Luke and I first came here um, I knew that Wednesday night was something that I wanted to get involved with. I didn't know that uh, two years later I'd be helping plan all of it, but <laughs> it's been a great opportunity and highlight for me each week and a great opportunity for me to serve. And I've been extremely um, thankful for Heidi helping me out to plan all the kids' activities and for all the teachers that are also help and give their time every week to pour into the lives of our kids. Um, some highlights from this year. First of all, we, we changed our name from Prime Time to Kids Time because it's a time for kids to learn about Jesus and have a lot of fun. We've had up to about 57 kids from preschool all the way to fifth grade. So it's a lot of kids coming every Wednesday night, and there's a lot of energy, which is a lot of fun. Uh, 25 of those kids come from families where the parents indicated that they did not have a home church. So it's a great opportunity for outreach in our community as well. Uh, we've been using a curriculum called Safety for Friends. It's an outreach program where kids talk about their relationship with God, with each other, and reach out to those in need. Each week we spend about 20 minutes in an opening time where Heidi and I lead that. We do some worship songs. We um, listen to a Bible story, and then we pray for our missionaries. And our theme this year, Heidi and I were praying kind of at the beginning, we wanted to focus in on prayer and um, prayer for those around the world. So we, we have the theme of praying our way around the world. And so our goal is to um, visit each of our missionaries. So we kind of pretend to take an airplane ride at the beginning of the year to visit the clearings. And we've been talking a lot about Utah and what they've been involved with and what things we can pray for to them. And then uh, we're going to hopefully visit the Lagos in France, Lagos, <laughs> and um, also the Millers in Germany later on after Christmas. 
And after the opening time, we uh, divide into three stations. Uh, Cody and Jane lead the crafts, and they always have something creative for the kids to do. Maybe some of you saw they gave all the kids hammers and tin cans last week, so <laughs> they are creating a Christ Christmas craft for our program coming up to decorate the table. So um, that's been fun. And um, Sandy leads games. She always has something fun and active for the kids to do to kind of re rehearse the Bible story. And then um, Pat Goosen has been leading a surprise station. So that's anything from an object lesson to Bible trivia to kind of review what we've been talking about. And then at the end of the evening, the kids um, usually go with their teachers back to the classroom and have a time of prayer to focus in on our community and what things are going on in their life. So um, Heidi's going to share now a little bit, uh, some stories of what we've been, some activities we've been doing, too. Um, the last week of October, we had a fall festival with the kids, and so we did different stations and um, so Sandy was in charge of games, and there was, like, some really huge, like, inflatable ball things outside that looked really cool. I wish I could have played. It looked like it was a lot of fun, and I know the kids really enjoyed that. And then um, Daryl Keeson came, and he um, provided a hay rack ride um, for the kids, and so they went around town, and that was a fun time for them. And then we had s'mores, and no children got burnt, and um, so that was good. You're always, you know, concerned about that. Um, so that was, it was a fun time for the kids to go around to the different stations, and um, we had some more games, and, and they just had a really um, good time, and appreciate all of those um, people who um, helped out with that, because that was a lot of work to make sure the stations went smoothly, and, and the kids, yes, had a good time. Um, what we're getting ready for now is the Christmas program, so on December 9th, it'll be a Wednesday, um, you all are invited to come, and um, the kids are going to be doing a nativity type drama, and this is uh, Joanna and I's first time to do this, and so we've had a lot of fun um, putting this play together. I have never done anything, and so my expectations on the first night of um, rehearsal for this, I was like, I'm expecting it to be chaotic through the high heavens, and I have no idea like how it's all going to go, but the kids have been really, really excited, and they blew me away with how they were ready to get involved and have parts, and so it's going to be a really good time. So December 9th, you all should come because it's going to be um, a good time. And so they're practicing songs as well, and um, I guess one story that I have about that is just that you never know what types of songs um, will impact our kids. And so uh, one of the songs that we were practicing um, on Wednesday was Follow the Star, and so, you know, some kids, they participate more than others, but there was one little boy, Carol, your grandson, Ashton, he is just so dear to my heart, and he is just worshiping the Lord in this song, and he's just, like, closing his eyes and doing the little drama thing with the star, and he was just totally into the song and just worshiping God, and it was just so precious to, to me to see that, that you never know what, what type of impact these songs will even make. Um, on the kids. And so be praying for that too, as a lot of them will have family that will come and see this maybe for the first time, the nativity story um, played out. And so it's just a neat opportunity for the kids to be involved and partake in it and um, to make an impact even on their families. Um, so that's been really um, neat for me to see the kids get excited about that. Um, another thing that the kids have been getting um, involved with is the Operation Christmas Child. And so they've been collecting um, items to bring. Um, one girl brought a ton of stuffed animals to share, and uh, that was really excited for the kids to participate that way or collect money. And so we filled 10 boxes that will get sent out. 
And so for those of you who help collect things um, with your kids, thank you so much. It would be neat to see where those boxes end up. And um, yeah, things for you guys to be praying for. Um, energy and even just patience for our teachers. It's a lot of work. A lot of our teachers, they come from working a full day, even themselves being teachers. And so it's just a lot of um, time and energy to spend with kids. And so just pray that our teachers are just filled with love um, for our kids. Uh, some of them just come from some really tough backgrounds, and sometimes they just need a little extra patience um, um, to uh, pour out onto to those kids. But um, praying that, that God will be at work in, in those kids' lives, and I know that he is and he will continue to be. Um, and so for those of you who are maybe interested or what other needs are there, um, we always need room for more teachers. Um, sometimes we just have one teacher per, like, 15, and so there is always room for more teachers to come um, and help uh, be available to, to the kids there. And so um, if you want to be involved, feel free to contact me or Joanne. Um, and then to those of you who pray for our teachers, um, we really appreciate that. I can uh, feel those prayers at work as I come from a long day of work, and God, how am I going to do this? And I just feel as soon as I walk in, God just gives me peace and energy to do a second round of, of pouring in to teach. And so know that your prayers are um, being heard and appreciate all of you out there who do um, participate in our Wednesday night activities. I'm excited to see what um, this next part will look like for the Christmas program. So thank you. When our sons were in uh, Montreal, things that I like to do on if we were there on a Sunday when we went was to uh, go to uh, People's Church in Montreal. It was, I think if everybody would, it was very cosmopolitan, if everybody would have would have sung in their, in their native tongue, there would have been at least three dozen different languages sung every shade and shape of person uh, that was there. And whenever I think about, you know, how we're connected to people all around the world, the universality of the church, I, that's my picture. <clears throat> but, um, so we are that. We heard about that a little bit uh, last, uh, two weeks ago from uh, Ricky Sanchez Christians uh, all around the world are not really connected. We have, as a denomination, we have connections, and I just really value those connections. Um, we have connections through International Conference of Mennonite Brethren, ICOM, with churches, MBs all around the world. We do, uh, in, with Canada, we do uh, MB missions uh, with, in the United States, USMB. With them through Mission USA Seminary and um, MB Foundation, I could give a I could give a five minute plug for MB Foundation. Uh, Garvey is helping. They provide some really fantastic access to wills and trusts and estate planning. Uh, it's free. Uh, Garvey does a great job. Your dad does a great job. 
So if you can help him find that, that's terrific. We'll help him find that. So that's his, that's his side job for now. Um, but our closest association is with the uh, Central District of Mennonite Brethren Churches. And I'm going to stand around here. And we're just going to see a few slides off of um, the uh, website. That's the website. Go to the next one. Uh, you, I don't know if you can see the map there. Um, we have churches in um, Minnesota, three churches in, in Minnesota, two churches in Montana, uh, two in North Dakota, ten in South Dakota, and nine MB churches in Nebraska. There's a, that's a big quiz for you. How many can you name of the of the nine in Nebraska? But um, it also there's also some variety in these in these churches. We have uh, four um, Russian speaking churches in the Central District. We have two of them in Lincoln. We have uh, an Ethiopian church, and we have two um, Spanish speaking churches. So we have these are these are the these are the churches. Um, it, you probably can't read this, but if you can go to the website, you know one of the three main things that the central district provides is strengthening the addition. Uh, you know churches right now. There's some churches that are um, struggling, and so um, being able to provide support there is fantastic. Um, and through the central district, we're involved in several church plants, and uh, and the connections. Our youth right now have just been at uh, or are or have been at uh, the uh, central district youth convention, the pastor training, and then the adult convention. Uh, just um, I'm just going to have uh, Lisa page through a few of the uh, the next slides. These are oh. There are two main employees. Uh, Rick Eschbaugh is the uh, district minister, and uh, he has is going from part-time to full-time. And so um, I see he has a budget of about $20,000 for travel. So I'm expecting that we'll see him this coming year. <laughs> He's been uh, part-time in uh, uh, as a, a pastor and part-time as a district minister, but now he's going to be full-time district minister. Um, Roger Engbrecht is the is um, is also he's a part time um, district uh, minister. Uh, go to the next one. These are the there are the churches in. Uh, I think these are the ones in uh, Minnesota Community Bible, uh, Grace uh, Church, and the Russian Baptist. Those are two Russian speaking churches that are in uh, Minnesota. Go to the next one. In Montana, there's Gospel Fellowship and Luster MB. Next. In North Dakota, we have the Bible Fellowship of Minot and Harvey uh, MB. And the next. There are two slides here for um, the churches in South Dakota, Bethel uh, of uh, Bethel MB at Yale, Bethesda at Huron, Bible Fellowship in Rapid City, uh, Christ Community in Sioux Falls. Christ Community was where we, um, three weeks ago, we had uh, the adult convention. Um, we went up there. It was
it's in a it's a church, uh, a, a fairly new church plant in a um, in a um, what do you call it storefront, kind of a storefront uh, um, that they've made into a church, and then Emmanuel in Oneida, the next slide, uh, Ethiopian uh, uh, Christian Fellowship in uh, Sioux Falls. Grace Bible in Gettysburg, Lakota Gospel in Porcupine, South Dakota. Um, oh, I didn't mention that. That's um, a mostly Native American uh, population there. And uh, Lincoln Hills in Sioux Falls and Salem in um, Bridgeville. And the next, here are the churches in Nebraska. Faith Bible in Omaha. First Slavic in uh, Lincoln. You can see that right along I-82 when you drive out between uh, 40th and 56th on the north side. They've got a big sign. Um, and then Henderson MD, Iglesia Agua Viva in Omaha, Iglesia Mantele Diala, Diab. I don't know, what does that mean? <laughs> um, uh, Light of the Gospel Church in um, in that's another Slavic church in Lincoln. Uh, new Life Fellowship in Grant, and uh, New Life I think just has a new church or a new new pastor. Um, and so, um, Sanctuary Fremont is and Russ Wilmer. He was here a couple of years ago. Do you, I don't know. Maybe some of you remember them. That's a new church plant. And then Stony Brook. Um, which was used to be a Miller church, and now there's been closed. So those are the nine churches in Nebraska that we're connected with. Um, some of these churches are getting uh, some support for uh, growth or revitalization. Um, Faith Bible, Iglesia Agua Viva, uh, Sanctuary Fremont, and Stony Brook, all in Nebraska. Those churches are receiving some subsidies from the uh, from our the Central District Treasury. There's one church, uh, you might ask, uh, there used to be, a, there was a church plant called Shadow Lake in Omaha or in Petrolia. Um, that church has gone, it was on a real big growth spurt and then they ran into some trouble and had a change of pastorate and They decided that their connection with with the central district wasn't important, and so, you know, maybe they have other connections, but they have withdrawn from. Um, so we have situations like that where there are churches that also lose the the connections, and so they are. That's Reality Church now in uh, Bellevue. Reality. So anyway, the next one. Okay, so we belong to the central, belonging to the central district. It gives us uh, uh, the church planting um, and strengthening existing churches. That that budget is about two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars in uh, for the central district. Uh, connecting with people, we have the convention. We uh, share ownership of Tabor College with the southern district. It's one of the functions. participate with them in some, you know, by being part of that, we participate.
interested in other USMB systems. Um, how do we participate? How does Henderson MB? Um, we last year we gave about sixteen about sixteen thousand dollars of uh, our giving at three uh, percent from you know the our regular morning uh, offerings go to the central district and then thirty percent of the offering on uh, harvest mission that goes to the conference trip goes to that and that ended up being about sixteen thousand dollars that we could give to um, attending conferences con or conventions the youth and uh, uh, and we participate in central district boards as part as uh, one of the owners of Tabor we have a couple of uh, we um, from our church Loretta has served on the Tabor board through the through central district uh, Mark is on there now and Lisa uh, Croker was just elected as uh, one of the uh, board members of representing the Central District of Tabor. And I was recently elected to the trustee board for the Central District. So we participate in that way. Next slide. Oh, two years from now, right? We, we haven't told anybody about this, have we? We're going to host the convention. So uh, next year, it's a road trip up to Montana in November. And, uh, and then the following year, it's a road trip down to Henderson to Tabor. So we get a host state. Thank you. I'm Julie Gertsen, and I'm a member of the Adult One Sunday School class. We meet in the church basement in the inn right past the old kitchen. For teaching duties, John Clearing, Mark Jost, and I rotate on a two-week schedule. <clears throat> we sit in a big circle, and discussion and participation is encouraged. We find it interesting to explore different views and perspectives as we discuss the week's lessons. The class curriculum tends to be diverse. Anything from a contemporary book recommended by Jason Clearing to a traditional study of one of the Gospels. We also look for ways to serve outside the classroom. Once a month, John Clearing and Chuck Block organize a meal for Wednesday night, which the class helps to serve. At Christmas, we do a community-based project in conjunction with the school and we also try to do a global giving project. There are a variety of age groups and backgrounds in this class. Um, most Sundays, John and Helen provide coffee and French pastries, and anyone is always welcome to join us. exactly when this all took place, <coughs> but I was sitting in that corner in the Sunday school one morning, and as I went to get the kids for, for the worship time, I looked into the hallway there, and there were just a lot of people standing there, and, uh, <coughs> and I said, you know, I wonder if these people would come to an elective class, so I talked to the committee about that. And the next Sunday, I kind of 
took a vote. How many of you people would like to have an electric bus? And this is, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. And a number of them said, yeah. So the next Sunday we met in that corner room, and that's how the beginning of the electric class took place. And I was probably the leader of it for about 30 years. And the last couple of years, Erlen Thiessen has been leading the class. And one of the things that we always like to do is uh, we go around the class every morning, every Sunday morning, and ask about uh, what what has been happening in their lives and if you need a prayer, re if there are prayer requests or things similar to that. <coughs> and over the years, we've studied a number of uh, of uh, Bible-related books. And uh, presently, we have elected to uh, just study the Bible. And at this time, we're in the book of Joshua. And that's an interesting book. So uh, we've had a lot of, lot of fun going through Joshua. And uh, we're not limited to any age. We have several several levels of age groups in our class. And if any of you are interested in coming to join us, you're, you're really welcome. And so uh, we look forward to each Sunday and hopefully you can come be a part of it. I'm blessed to be one of the teachers of the decisive class, decisive class that meets in the conference room uh, on the north end of the, the wing over there. Uh, Lee Jost and I are the teachers there. Uh, and we have, a, we have a really good class. I think if everybody's there, which is rare, but that's probably, I don't know, 15 or 16 or 17, something like that. Um, and um, we study uh, um, from the, it's called the New, uh, International Bible S uh, Studies. And it's from the, the, the uh, Christian Life series part of that. And um, so we, um, they're based on different Christian topics. And, uh, and a quarter at a time, like this, this uh, quarter, we, we're studying the, uh, the, the beginning and the growth of the, the early Christian church. And we're studying Acts. Uh, last quarter, we studied the, the uh, topic was faith. Uh, next uh, quarter, we're studying uh, sacred gifts, holy gatherings. We're back into the Old Testament, uh, talking about uh, uh, like uh, the Sabbath and about the offerings and about the feasts and what um, they uh, what they meant. And so um, we have a we have a good time of fellowship. Uh, we have comfortable chairs. So once in a while, uh, once in a while, I will uh, throw out a quiz uh, and just uh, make sure that we all know that we we don't know it all yet, uh, and uh, so that's not what happens there. So um, yeah, we're probably we're probably our, our average age is probably the oldest in the in the Sunday school. Oh, by the way, we have a unique uh, class name. It's Adult Class Number Two. So. Took us a long time to figure that one out, um, but anyhow, uh, our average age is 
is probably the oldest in this room, last, but uh, doesn't mean that if you're younger, you're not welcome. In fact, uh, please, you can come. Uh, the biggest challenge will be to change our minds on some things that we've been convinced about for years and years. But we'll have to do that. And if you come, you don't have to wear a tie. Uh, and uh, if you and our our membership drive now is if you come, if you join in the next couple of weeks, uh, you pay your fifty dollar a year fee to join, um, and you can you will be invited to the Sunday school party. Um, uh, no, it's only twenty five dollars. No, it's nothing. Just come. program started in 2009, and this is my fourth year working with it. Currently, there are 15 families in the school getting backpacks. Uh, we provide three backpacks each week, and the Bethesda Church provides two. So, when you do the math, these families are getting food every three weeks. Usually on Mondays, I stop at the school and pick up any backpacks that have been returned, and then later in the week, I'll come here to church, fill them up, we try to put a variety of easily prepared, nutritious meals in the backpacks. Over the years, this has been changed a few times, and we've tried to make our list of items a little bit different enough from Bethesda's so that they have a variety in the menus. At the end of the year, we'll fill enough of these blue bags so that each family will be able to take one home full of groceries. Last year, tied shut. We had that much, that much groceries in each one, and they were heavy. Um, if you would like to get involved, there's a list of the grocery items at the back of the church, and we will also take monetary donations so that if there's a time when we do need groceries, we can run uptown and buy whatever we need so that we can give them a full backpack. retired retirees opportunity to speak up here but when pastor luke asked me to talk about the soap ministry i really felt that this is something i should do because i uh, enjoy it so much but this ministry got started um when terry regeer and i decided to make a soap for debbie jansen a friend of ours in 2008 uh, so we met in my sewing room and we created a soap together for our friend when i was talking to debbie uh friday at school we both teach at giltner and i was telling her i was going to share about our soap ministry she's like oh oh look what i have and she pulls this right out underneath of her desk um, this is a quilt that we made for her in 2008, and she has it at school. She was using it that day to wrap around her legs on recess duty to keep warm. And she says, and then what an opportunity. People ask me, well, where'd you get that? And she said, well, uh, a church that I used to attend, uh, they made it for me. It's a prayer quilt, and she got to share uh, about that. But um, so, you know, after that, after Terry and I did that and saw how appreciative Debbie was uh, for that gift, uh, we decided, you know, we need to continue with this. Well, since that day, she's given out 48 quilts and tied blankets. Uh, the quilts have been given to people facing health challenges or stepping out on a new adventure. 
Uh, there was a time where I thought making quilts for that we should be making quilts for MCC instead of the prayer quilts. Um, that might be a better place for you to go, Callum. But that very day, I was sitting in the back of the church, kind of thinking about that thought. Uh, Linda shared about uh, when she got her quilts and just how much that meant to her. And I was like, man, that's God talking to me right there. And so that was an easy decision to continue uh, making prayer quilts. Um, our sewing group has grown to include women of all ages. Uh, we usually try to put an invite in the bulletin so that you'll know when we're going to do it after you get some dates chosen. Um, if you're interested in joining, you don't really have to know how to sew because we can teach you. Uh, Josh and then Vicki Sleeves, another friend that helps us, um, are great teachers um, in sewing. Um, school bags have also been sewn. If you don't want to work on a big quilt project, you can sew on some school bags. Um, but there's another option. If you don't want to sew, there's quilts to tie and there's always pressing to do. Um, Julie Gertson is the master of quilt tying, so she'll be happy to share that talent with you if you're wanting to join us. Uh, but we also just enjoy when people stop by or when we have a sewing day, people stop and visit with us and, you know, just chat. It's just fun to have that fellowship. Um, another opportunity that's grown out of our quilt ministry are some classes. Uh, Dot Quirin and her sister have offered a couple of quilt classes, and they are hoping to offer another one this summer, so look forward to that. Um, we've had some cash donations and a lot of fabric donations uh, to keep us supplied. So if you have a fabric stash and you're seeing that in the sewing room, uh, you know where to send it. Um, but our sewing days have really become a time of fellowship for us. Uh, we sew, we visit, we eat. Um, it's really been a great opportunity to get to know women in our church. Good morning. Um, Luke asked me to say a few things about the canner, and I'm kind of the default person because I get so involved in it. I'm really not on any committee. Um, every year I need to remind myself why I need to talk just as much as possible. There are people in this church that not that many generations ago had relatives that left their home country because of persecution until fleeing for their lives. My grandfather, my dad's dad, and my father here was one of the last ones to leave Russia about 100 years ago. He left behind a family that was either killed or sent to Siberia never to be seen again. When he was drafted into the army, he and two others defected, and it took over two years to come to the United States. On the way over, they nearly starved to death because of the strife in those countries. Miss MCC was not an official organization at this time, but there was a loose group of Mennonites that helped these people leave their country. More than ever, we need to help people, be helping people that are fleeing country to keep from being killed or abused in manners that go on beyond comprehension. People that are fleeing have literally only what they carry on on back and are at the mercy of others to keep from starving. We, on the other hand, have an abundance of wealth that is really God's wealth, and we should be prayerfully donating our time and money to help with the poor and ravaged people in the rest of the world. The MCC canner is just one way that we can help with this situation. The canner starts tomorrow early in the morning and goes through Wednesday. There will be hourly updates on Facebook on when the best times are to come so you don't have to sit around and wait between canning batches. Um, the things that we are doing now are just basically labeling and, and late, um, washing the hands and things like that. You can look this up on Facebook on the canning times at uh, Bethesda MCC New Canner, and there should be updated hourly uh, times for that. Every year, the whole process becomes a little more streamlined and a little bit easier, but it still takes quite a few people to pull this off. So please come help and 
help or donate what you can to the cause that I hold dear to my heart. Uh, checks can be given to John Curran or myself or Chuck Block, and then you can donate to the right place. Thank you. Ed team is responsible for Wednesday night activities, Sunday morning Sunday school, VBS, library, and curriculum. I have a great team that I work with. Um, for 2016, we'll be focusing on creating a sense of belonging to Christ and a belonging to this church. And that's what we want to, the filter that we want to put all of our church events um, through for this next year. Good morning. Um, for youth, we're called REACH. Um, this is through 9 through 12. We have a different year. It's a very small group. We've never had such a small group before. So it's, um, I don't know if it's throwing us for a loop, but we're going to have to, we have to change it up a little bit. So we have a, a core group of about six to eight kids, um, great kids, love them to death. Two of them are our, our, our own, so Taylor and Destiny. Um, so we want to invite you guys. We want you to speak into their lives, um, not just the youth sponsors. The parents are the youth sponsors, so that makes it a little tricky sometimes. Taylor says she likes us being youth sponsors. Sometimes I don't know if I believe her all the time, but <laughs> we, lo we love it. And... Um, so I know you guys speak into their lives, and we as parents, I know Brett and Laura would say that too, um, we love it when other people speak into their lives. So we would just invite you to be part of the youth, um, whether it be praying for them, whether it be coming and sharing a devotion, or um, you have something, a topic that you want to talk about, come talk to one of the sponsors. You want... Maybe you want to come join us um, once a month, uh, every month, every week. Um, and if you just have a gift of talking to the youth or being relational with them, we invite you to just come talk to us about that. And so since it's a different year, um, we have thought about, okay, do we join youth groups? Um, do we go with FUDC, they have a youth pastor, they're doing Sunday nights, um, we've, t we've talked about, you know, what, what would it look like to be a little bit different, maybe a community youth group, so those are some of the things we've talked about, we've thought about, um, we love the small group and being able to just pour into those core group kids' lives, that's very important, but we've also thought maybe we need to think out outside the box a little bit. Um, we just got off of a six-week study about conversation with God, so prayer, and it was called Reach, which that caught our eye right away because that's our name, and we just talked about how we can talk to God um, about anything and, and uh, have conversation with him. So that was a very good study. 
and every Wednesday we usually have a game. We have snacks usually and a 30-minute lesson or so. Sometimes we um, do other things. We've thought about doing a, a missions trip, missions day trip on a Sunday with the kids. We'd like to take them maybe to Omaha, to Stony Brook, to Abide, um, get them a little outside of the box. Uh, and then also we've thought about doing movie or fun, a fun night. We do that once in a while, uh, Christmas party, stuff like that. Um, so Taylor and I came back from youth conference early Friday night. She had some things going on yesterday. But um, as we speak, uh, there's nine more people coming back from Fremont. It was a very good youth conference. Taylor and I were both, um, that we both did not want to leave because it's like a cliffhanger. You have to stay for the whole time to get the full effect. Um, but the topic, what um, Lance spoke about was come and die. And um, a lot of people will come to Jesus. That's the first step. The and part is that we stay there and we're comfortable. We go to church. Sometimes we don't. Um, we're getting fat on knowledge, that kind of stuff. So a lot of people stay in the and, and then there's the die part. And that's um, take up your cross daily and follow me. And so um, we just talked about what does it mean to die to ourselves, to live for Christ, to follow him. And it takes dying, and that's not easy. So that was really good. MB Missions was there. Got to talk to those um, peeps. Love talking to them. It just um, ignites missions in us and in our youth. Um, I'm so excited. I'm saying, yes, God, send me. Wherever it is, send me. And I want to take youth along, if possible. So that's kind of on the forefront of our minds. Uh, missions, um, whatever it might be, a trip. So pray for us. Um, get involved however you feel God is calling you. And uh, thank you for all your support. We appreciate it. Good stuff. What is God doing? And how am I responding? Uh, in your bulletin, we put together these little things serving with joy and uh, we, we kind of in intentionally did the wording a certain way in that it's really kind of designed more for you to talk about someone else uh, for two reasons one is that most of you are probably just too humble to actually fess up with what you're good at uh, but the other thing is that some of you are just too stubborn to realize that you're really good at it and no one else is uh, that it is just a really unique gift. When, when you are skilled in something, it is so easy for you uh, that sometimes we, we have a hard time realizing that, that we're unique that way. And, um, you know, there's, you, you know, we've been listening to all these different stories, and it could be that you, that you resonated with something, and you said, that's amazing, I had no idea, I want to get involved. It could be that you look at it and you say, whoa, we are missing this. We are missing that. Where was the, the this over here? And, uh, and so maybe that's stirring up within you as well, too. There are so many amazing ways to, to be plugged in and, and to be part of church. And, you know, one of the things that's a value of mine, and I don't know if it's just how I'm wired or if it's part of my background, 
But I, I like it where we can say, you know what, this is a safe kind of laboratory of learning where it's okay for you to try something and just maybe crash and burn once or twice, right? Like hopefully eventually you'll get good. But, but I, value, I, I value when we can say it's not just, you know, th- this is not professionals only. This is something where you can say, I have a desire to learn about. I have a desire to engage in and then see you grow in that. I have a desire to, uh, to learn more about this or that. So anyways, I don't, you know, discipleship is messy, church is messy, and I'm okay with a little bit of mess, just so long as we kind of clean it up as we go. Um, but I think that just happens. There are so many different ways to, to be involved or, or, or participate. Uh, we named a few on the bottom. I have a, a huge long list that I'll, I'll just skim through just for sake of time. Uh, but decorating. I mean, do you love flower arrangements and tape schemes? And do you notice furniture layouts? You know, or do you know someone who does? You know, I mean, that would be something to write down. Children, do you love children that aren't yours? Do you, like, do you actually find kids funny? Um, Are you looking to impress your girlfriend? Like, these are all pretty good reasons uh, uh, to get involved with with kids' ministry. Um, IT, there's even some help there. I mean, we've made some good improvements.